And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Sweet. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that you're on Toys on Tap. Heck yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Sorry, it's like kind of weird. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I, You know, I tried to do YouTube and I tried to use like do video stuff. It ain't happening for me. Just not your thing? No, it's too hard because like if I have a whole background and a whole setup and like if I use cameras to do whatever, I then got to send it or send someone else a camera or hope that you guys have a camera. That yeah. Make, it's not even worth it to me. <laughs> the, the audio part sounds like it's a lot easier. Yeah, and it's like more gratifying because if I'm the only one that sees the video, I feel like I got an inside peek. Like I got something that no one else did. That's true. It's just kind of like more personal, I guess. Yeah. So before we start anything, describe for me your favorite toy line or toy brand growing up oh teenage mutant ninja turtles for sure <laughs> okay is there specific ones you know when people say that like they loved tmnt that line is so massive oh yeah there's like tons of toys yeah which ones was there some that you were like that's what i had that's what i remember i had i had the like the og like four you know leo Mike, Ralph, and Donatello. Those are probably my favorite. And then I had um, Muckman. Yep. Which was always cool because it's always like a ton of ton of little details in there, and it's yeah. you know gross. <laughs> yeah, every kid's dream. You, uh, they made those giant. Uh, I don't know what they're. Are they were they vine? I don't remember what they were. They were just hard plastic or whatever. Yeah, I've never versions. seen those till like recently. I was like, I didn't even know those existed till like as an adult. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> those are yeah. Cool. I had like two or three of them growing up because they weren't. I mean, when they came out, they were like twenty bucks a piece or something small. And I remember playing with them as a kid and getting rid of them. And now, like, I want to get my hands on some of them again. They're like one hundred and fifty bucks a pop. Oh, I bet I never. I never. Like I said, I never saw them as a kid. It, yeah must have like missed it or something yeah I, all my stuff was like hand me down pretty much yeah how old are you i'm 30 i just turned 34 awesome so you're like right in the like the prime oh, oh, yeah. area for it yeah. prime time like 90s it was, it was a good time yeah and what's crazy this is so i i love that we're heading down this route what's crazy is i'm now learning like as a kid you play with the toys and you do whatever um but i had I just talked about on a different episode. I had a 
uh, Ninja Turtle that had a weird thing on the back. And I thought it looked like a microphone or I didn't know what it was. And then I saw someone like you put something in it and pull it and it says something out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I'm learning how to play with these toys like 30 (laughs) years later, which is so weird to me. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that one either. And then I had some weird like you could transform them like from like a normal turtle to like, oh, yeah the action figure ones that I forgot about that I saw one the other day I was like oh man that like hit me in the like made me remember back in the day yeah but they isn't it cra- like the head didn't really look like it it was a you could tell as a kid like a turtle to like a fighting turtle but mm-hmm. the head didn't really look like a turtle. No. <laughs> yeah, it just looked like some weird and then they made giant versions of those did you did you know that no I didn't know that either yeah, they're dope. They're they're so expensive. Again, like all that stuff. I wish I would have kept mine. Mine got like donated or given to like younger younger kids in my family. And they're all yeah. gone. And you don't ever find. I remember my mom loved thrift stores when I was little, and I remember seeing toy like just toy aisles in thrift stores. But now you don't find those types of toys at a thrift store that often. Like I look no. all the time, and I never see any of those. I'll stumble across them like every now and then. Like I found this one the other day. Oh, at a thrift store? Yeah, I found that one. And then I find them sometimes. It's just like very rare. And then I have a friend from Washington that sends me like, I guess she goes thrifting a lot or whatever. And she sends me all these old broken toys and stuff. I get all sorts of cool stuff. My least favorite thing is when you go thrifting, it's like, I never get lucky enough where there's just loose figures. It's always, if I do find something, it's in a giant bag. Those bags. Yeah. Yeah, And that's the only thing I want, but I got to buy the whole bag. And I've bartered with them. I was like, I'll pay you $10 for that toy. I don't want the rest of them. People will break them open here and just like pull stuff out. So if it's already ripped, I'm like, I'm just grabbing this out of here. I'll even spend more on just the single things. I don't have to mess with all the junk in there yeah i've got so much crap just from like buying those bags that i'll never do anything with yeah and because it's always those like like toys that kids don't even want it's those little weird things that are all in there (laughs) i always trash that yeah and i i like i get why it's at the thrift store because no one wanted it like i get it and now you're trying to just pawn it off because someone realized there was a ninja turtle so now maybe you can get rid of everything just put it all together. They're like, please take this. Yeah, they're so smart. All right, man. Introduce yourself. Tell us what you do. My name's Mikey Arizola. Uh, Rambo Kiss is my Instagram handle. And I do do a few different things. I sculpt, I paint, and then I do a little bit of resin figures and like kit bash, custom figures, that kind of stuff. I love it. I love it. I love resin artists my favorite people in the world uh so we got into a little bit your favorite toy line all that stuff tell me about like growing up what does it look like with toys you got a lot of them what's that like yeah I had a bunch of toys but it was kind of like how you were talking your mom was like a thrifter or whatever my grandma was like a huge garage sale person yeah so we just always had like random stuff she would bring bring home and I lived with her for a little bit when I was younger so I had like just a bunch of different random toys like he-man figures tmnt figures like fisher price stuff just all sorts of old toys so it was kind of like being a kid that was what 
kind of captured me like to the toy thing just having a bunch of stuff yeah i remember it, you're talking like saturday mornings that's like the prime yard sale time oh yeah she was like had it like well this was back before like gps and stuff she'd have like the map yeah. quest out like yeah her route all like this time we got to get there at this time and she was like like a, it was almost like a job for her like it yeah. was like she had to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and looking back like what sometimes you find good stuff at a yard sale but man most of the time i man, don't i don't know my grandma was like really good at it because she had yeah. her house was just filled with all sorts of like stuff you see now that people like will resell and things like that but her house was just full of that kind of stuff like old antique stuff just like doodads knickknacks yeah. all sorts of stuff it was crazy yeah i never get lucky i don't know i i hate it same here i mean i, I think it's more because she did it so often yeah i think it's like you got to put the time in because i'll go to some here and there but every once in a while i'll find some cool stuff but it's like mostly just junk yeah yeah dude the amount of junk or the amount of broken toys i'll find it's like this is i've got a bunch of broken toys that's what i like when i make customs and stuff i use mainly broken stuff just so i don't because you know some people get a little touchy about messing up older stuff and things like that but if it's already broken like i'm not i don't care yeah they call it what are they beaters or whatever they're called yeah beaters or don't like donated I'm a dick. I'll just use whatever I got on hand. If it's an old one, it's getting used. <laughs> I've 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 cut up a few like older things, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. They're getting harder to find. They're they're getting more expensive. So yeah, you know, even like swap meets are weird now for me. Like my dream, there's a couple swap meets. I'm down in San Diego, and so there's a couple big, massive swap meets around here. And what's cool is um, there's a couple vendors that I know, like I, I always go to them because they'll just have like a tarp out and it looks like they just went through the dumpster and they just dump <laughs> it out and they're like, everything's a quarter. And I can't tell you how many figures I'll find in that. But lately it's like Funko Pop is sweeping in and yeah, like vintage a lot of clothes. Pop yeah, and yeah, it, clothes I, is big. Right, and it, it like it changes the dynamic of a swap meet, which is weird. Yeah, I think it's more like what people can make money off of. That's what they kind of like will bring yeah. out in toys. I mean, I'm sure there's like money in old toys, but yeah. not like at swap meets and stuff. I don't think. And the internet's kind of like, yeah, I love my phone and I love the internet. It screws us so quickly. Like, there's people that are like, I know what this is worth. It's like, damn, that's why I came to the swap meet because you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows how much everything's worth now, so it's like, yeah, you know, eBay kind of ruined that. But what? Then again, it's like a double-edged sword because you can find whatever you want on eBay. You know, yeah, get lucky. Yeah, you know, I I've gone to there's a a bunch of toy shops around here as well, and it's like I get it. They have overhead. They got to pay employees, all that stuff. But eBay makes it so easy. The problem, yeah, and it's difficult to like walk in, walk around. And you're like just making mental notes of things that you want and then knowing full well that you're going to get on eBay later. Oh, I'll pull my phone out right there and like start looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) I got no shame. Yeah, I'm always nervous to do that just in case the workers come up to me and like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Sorry, man. (laughs) I'm not looking to see if I'm getting a good deal on this or not. Uh, So like take me up to the point. 
you had toys and then they all got donated or something is the typical like love story where you fall in love and then all of a sudden it's gone yeah like the, i'm like the oldest in my family like of siblings and my cousins and everything yeah so pretty much anything i had went down the chain with like my sister my brother and my cousin so most yeah. of that just kind of went by the wayside and then as you get older at some point you realize you want to do art what's yeah, that i've always kind of done art like i've never considered myself like an artist or anything because mm-hmm. i have that you know imposter syndrome real bad and i've like i grew up with a lot of like really good artists that were my opinion good artists like yeah great people who can draw and paint like my friend steven can look at a picture and just like draw it never really saw myself like that because i'm not you know i don't put myself up there like that where like oh these people are really good but yeah like 20s um kind of did art here and there like spray painting did a lot of screen printing back in the day music was like my biggest like art thing i was in a band back when i was younger played with a lot of musicians and stuff and never really took it seriously it was more Mm. just kind of like a thing to take take up my time or like my energy kind of like hey all over the place making soap I did all sorts of shit and it was just like never really focused on anything because I never took it that seriously yeah tell me about that imposter syndrome you brought up how 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 bad does it get you bad (laughs) (laughs) like a Man, because it's like you're constantly on your phone or like seeing stuff. You're like, man, these people like yeah. you put them on a pedestal. Sometimes you're like, holy crap, I'll never be able to like make stuff like that or yeah. be able to like, you know, keep up with how well people do things. But that's like bad thing. You know, you don't want to yeah. think like that. It's like I wish people understood. What's cool is like when you say that everyone listening if they make toys are like yeah we got that we know that but i wish that more people understood that from the outside because it even affects i don't know about you but it even affects how when people are like ah that's cool art i'm like mm, maybe not like i don't think i'd make yeah art. yeah <laughs> that's how i look at it. i'm like it's just, it, it's like you know art's kind of like a broad term it yeah. could really be anything but yeah i'm not doing anything like painting the Sistine Chapel or anything like that yeah (laughs) I think what's troublesome once uh so I get I mean I don't know about you I get down to myself with Instagram a lot like I want to post every day I want to make sure that I'm doing whatever the problematic piece that someone brought up to me at some point was that like Instagram is killing creativity because we're pushing through processes just trying to get something to post yeah but with the Sistine Chapel, like it was done when it was done. There was no it updates. Was, it was just there. No eyes on it. It was just like, here it is yeah. now. And then I don't it, know. Like, I could see that. Yeah. And it, I don't know. It's troublesome. I love the dopamine rush. Everyone says, like, uh, it's addicting. Yeah. It's addicting for a reason. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I like, I wasn't a big, like, uh, social media person before I started doing all this. It was kind of like, yeah. You know, I've had Instagram and Facebook, but I wasn't like active in it or anything. And then I started sculpting and making stuff. And was like, you know, man, I put myself out there and see how it goes. And it was like pretty cool to like kind of connect with people and stuff. But then, like you said, it's kind of like the trying to keep pace. It's like, oh, I got to keep, I guess, relevant or keep like try to keep up with everybody and trying to post every like week or two. And it's like, 
you know, puts yeah. a strain on the process or your actual artwork instead of just enjoying the ride, I guess. Yeah, and then engagement. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so as you make art, uh, you, you did all kinds of art. You listed some crazy things, like soap making was in that, which is yeah <laughs> incredible. Um, how did you get from all of that to the point to where you wanted to make toys or make something that represented toys? To- the toy stuff started, I think, with like the same as a lot of people. It was like right when COVID started happening. Yeah. And like I was on my phone a lot more because I, I wasn't like, like I said, a social media person. So I wouldn't be on there all the time. Yeah. So it was just like kind of scrolling through Instagram. And I don't know if it was like the algorithm just like was popping. I saw um, a Hemo who makes like their TMNT. own. Yeah. The team in T stuff. And I was like, whoa, yeah. I must have missed this one or something. Or I never had that one. And I started digging. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy makes these. Like he makes his own toys so that was like the light bulb went off I was like oh you can just make your own toys so I went down went down the rabbit hole (laughs) yeah I couldn't like it was like my obsession my obsession just like went off and I was like I need to find out every possible thing about how this is done it was like the sculpting yeah how they like cast it and that just opened up the the whole thing and then here I am yeah I mean like so many of us came in during COVID, which is crazy because that's when like supply chain stuff started getting out of hand. Like yeah. it, it probably wouldn't have been so bad with the resin shortage or like, but then so many people are like, Oh, this is what we're doing. It's like, damn, we all messed up everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all the, all the old school dudes are probably like, God damn these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as, like you start researching and doing all that. What's going through your head? What is the, like, you want to start creating? Do you know what you want to create? What's that look like? We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Tap to bring you this. Meanwhile, in a galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! Uh, it's kind of like, it goes back to like being in like, in music, I guess. I was like in the, in like the punk music stuff. So it was like do it yourself kind of mentality where it's like, yeah. oh, so that hit like a checkbox for me. It's like, oh, I'm doing my own toy. I'm going to do. So it was kind of like uh, I wanted to to get to the final product, like the actual toy. I was like, so what are the steps people do to make it? So yeah. sculpting, it's like the first thing. So or the idea, I guess. So it was like I need to learn to sculpt. So I just went out and bought some polymer clay and just started sculpting. Like had no idea what I was doing. YouTube helps a lot. So that was kind of the start of it. Watching Craftsman was like a big one. Asa Clay, you just had him on. He was like yeah. a big. That dude's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, sculpting is in itself is like so crazy. So you started, yeah. had you ever sculpted before you started? Um, a little bit. Okay. Like I've, you know, like I dabbled with most things. Like I've made sculptures a few times, like an ex-girlfriend from a long time ago took like an art class in college. Like I have no art training whatsoever. I've like yeah. took an art class in high school. And that's about it. But she took a sculpting class and we would like 
I would help her with her projects and stuff. So that was like my first taste of sculpting. And then just uh, picking it up, I have like literally no idea what I was doing. Just yeah. fucking around. Yeah. I, some of the best things happen when you're just messing <laughs> around though. Pretty much. It was like kind of like watching YouTube tutorials. Just kind of like looking at uh, Scott, like you had him on. like Yeah. Checking out how he would do wax sculptures. I'm like, okay, that's a different medium but still in the same vein of like sculpting so just kind of like looking at his pictures on instagram and just kind of figuring out how i guess to shape things to make it look like you want and just, yeah just still learning i still don't know what the hell i'm doing yeah you know it's cool that you went the sculpting route right when you first came in i fell in love with the um the i don't know what you'd call it it's like the obvious plant or the death by toys style where you find something it's a witty card like I really fell in love with that because that seemed like such a fun and that was what sells for me like it sold quickly yeah that stuff's like I'm just not witty enough to come up yeah. with fun stuff like that <laughs> but you started sculpting what's that what's that first sculpt you made do you remember uh, I got it somewhere probably yeah you got it <laughs> it was like a pumpkin thing Oh, I'm into it. Really bad pumpkin. And it yeah. was like cheap. I bought like the cheapest polymer clay, like the off brand. Yeah. And it doesn't hold its shape very good, but it was like just able to make one thing. I was like, okay. It like I was like in love with it. I was like, I gotta keep going. So it just kind of progressed. But yeah, that pumpkin was like probably the first thing I sculpted. So you sculpted, did you mold and cast that as well? Did you start the whole process there? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I was kind of like uh, with how expensive all that stuff was. Yeah. I was like, I've got to make sure my first cast or my first mold is going to be something like I'm like really proud of. Yep. Because I didn't want to waste it because that shit's fucking expensive. But um, I think the first thing I ever casted, I don't even remember, but it was really shitty, really bad. I tried to you make wanna... a two piece mold and it was so crappy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like you want to make it. You wanted to make it so good, and then now it's like that was just garbage. Yeah, it was like oh, it's like sculpting's hard, and then casting and or like mold making's not easy. And it's like I watched so many videos, watched a bunch of stuff, yeah. watched crazy things, and it was just like oh, this will be easy. Yeah, and then it wasn't. <laughs> Everything goes wrong when you're like trying it for the first time. Yeah. And so you, you molded it, you cast it. Was it just for you to see if you could do it or was it trying to like make it out to get into the world? Uh, it was more or less like just for myself to make something. Yeah. And it was kind of like, if this is cool, then maybe it'll, I'll put it out there and stuff. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't really, I sell stuff and I yeah. sell some of my art, but I'm not like, that's like my my goal is to like make something and sell it. I just make what I want. And yeah. if someone wants it, it's like a bonus, you know? Yeah. So I think the first thing I, that two piece mold I made was like uh, these little miniature things. I don't know if I have any around here, but they, none of them turned out very good because the mold <laughs> lines were terrible. Like yeah. leak, there was, it was just a bad, bad, bad thing. Yeah. I, dude, mold lines are the death of me sometimes man I'll, i think it's like oh this is gonna be so good and then i pour the silicone i got that yeah. fat crease right around the side whatever uh 
So you, you create that and you have you, so tell me, where do you find yourself in this, in the resin scene? What is the, where do you see your art? What do you see the type of art that you create? Because if you're, cause that's interesting. Like you're, you're just trying to create what you want, which is like yeah. the dream of all artists, right? Like this is just, I'm creating my own stuff. <laughs> so if that's how it is, then where do you see yourself fitting in the whole resin bootleg scene? I don't know. Cause that's like, I would, I don't want to say half of what I do. Cause I do okay. like my mate, my, I don't say main. It's just like one of my things I do. It's like I I do a lot of diecast cars. Like I'll scope oh, on rad. top of them, like monsters and stuff. So with like resin, I do mainly like bootlegs. Yeah. Like I did a four lom uh-huh. that I just like straight up just ripped off. Just yeah. Made a made a copy of a different color and then uh, McNuggets and stuff. So basically like just bootlegs, just yeah. like weird card art, I guess. And then I do like my diecast cars with like the sculptures. I got one somewhere. Yeah, tell me about like the diecast cars. What is like that's such a I don't know many people that do that. So yeah, like, I mean it's like a toy. That's like an it's like the whole toy thing yeah. is like so many different like groups. You have like car like little car people, then yeah. you have the action figure people, and then but yeah, that I don't know. That was that came from me. Like I have kids. Uh-huh. And so I started they started playing with toys more. It was like Hot Wheels. That kind of like brought me back to playing with Hot Wheels. I was like, oh shit, I forgot about these. Yeah. And so started collecting those. And I don't know. I just like, I'm a big Ed Roth fan. If mm-hmm. you're familiar with him, like he did Rat Pink and stuff like that. So he always drew like the monsters on the cars, like the really crazy looking ones. And my kid was playing with, uh, these earphones keep falling out. But my kid plays with the, uh, with the Hot Wheels and one had like a hole in the top. Uh-huh. This was right about when I was like sculpting and I was always looking for stuff to kind of like, you know, sculpt on top of, or cause there's just like so many different ways of doing it. I was like, oh, I think I can like sculpt something in there. And so it was like Ed Roth monster. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to do that. And that was kind of the start of that. that yeah. whole thing. Which is badass, right? Like carving out your own portion or something that's new that isn't out there is rad. So yeah, like, that's what I thought at the time. <laughs> There's yeah. other people doing that though. <laughs> okay. So like you're never the, you're never the first person. Right. That's I mean, that's tough. I whenever someone says like, yeah, I was the first person or I did this or I like I I don't know. That type of statement is so tough to hear because it's like I, maybe, like who right. knows? You're the first one who got noticed, maybe. Yeah, like you're the first one when Instagram was big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um man so like what's my favorite part about that whole story is you had to take the toy from your kid and then like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've got like my own collection now but i i definitely jacked his and then that's what kind of started i was like oh i'm gonna go buy hot wheels and then thrift stores you can find them all the time so oh yeah i've got like mountains of them at this point yeah so you okay so you you get that but that means you're also into painting yeah, so that's like the next step. It was like sculpting and then yep. painting. Like, so okay. I've got to learn to paint. And the I'm into like Warhammer. Yeah. Right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, like 40K stuff like that, and like Dungeons and Dragons. So yeah. those people know how to paint those really small things, really, really. Yeah. I think there's some back there. Whatever. Anyway, so I was like, oh, there's like a whole world of like YouTube videos on how to paint miniatures. Mm-hmm. And so that's what kind of like taught me how to paint because it's yeah. like a small scale is what I pretty much do. 
and there's just like amazing painters and techniques out there so that's like i dove into that next and it was like yeah kind of simultaneously because i sculpt and i paint it sculpt paint that kind yeah. of thing you know I, i've watched those videos a lot i've never played warhammer but i like am so interested in the backgrounds of the characters and the stories like the orcs are fucking fascinating yeah, I painted some works up for my my buddy. He sent me some to paint. Yeah, on. and they just—I I don't know. I, it's just a, I, whenever there's something like that, I love the backstories of the characters and everything that's created. But Citadel paints—they, I love those paints, man. That's what I I use their their washes for yeah. like the the detail and stuff. But yeah, that's where like the main my main paints come from, like tabletop gaming, like Vallejo yeah. stuff like that. I don't yeah, know, like full disclosure, I don't know how to use most of them, right? Like they got base, layer, wash, uh, technical. There's all kinds of different. I, I think have no mainly idea. like the the like viscosity of the paint. Okay. It's like how thick, like a base layer is going to be thicker than like a layer paint. Yeah. But you can also like mix your own. Like I have this stuff I mix with my paint to make mm-hmm. it thinner. So it covers a little easier. It's not so like, like yeah. I don't know, like built up. So it's so thick. Yeah, I use um, all the time. I use a base, right? Like, and then there's a like dry versus the other stuff, and it's just out of control. But yeah, Citadel paints, man, I love them. Try Vallejo. That's like my go-to. Yeah, is it the same type of? Um, like model or figurine type of paint like do that yeah that it's company? like it's just it's just a different company and it's okay. i don't know it's like with with that kind of stuff there's certain colors that'll be better from one company to another that's like covers better you don't have to put so many layers on that kind of stuff yeah but i just i just started with vallejo and i've got a few citadel but i've always liked their stuff there is a what's there's another one called like army something right army painter that I haven't used any of their uh, stuff but they just came out with like I don't it's like a speed paint so it kind of like oh. does like the darkest recesses it'll be darker and then it'll kind of like make it lighter on the higher parts oh, so it wow. makes it a little faster to paint yeah so it's almost like a wash but it's you're painting it like normal yeah it's like all one like one step kind of thing i haven't tried it so yeah I don't i'm kind of into that you know i was interested i've never done army painter um but you see their box kits at every game store like it's yeah giant. For sure. yeah and i just i'm enticed but i don't know enough about it to buy to spend that much money on a box of yeah paint. that's the only downside is expensive paint yeah which is crazy uh but so you're you're in this process molding or sculpting, molding, casting. Now you're into painting. What's the, how are you like blending all those things? Because you're, you do a lot of stuff with Hot Wheels now. Yeah. And so how are you trying to blend those two worlds? What's that art look like? I don't know yet. I've tried to do some like casting with on like Hot Wheels, like to cast like a resin Hot Wheel. And that yeah. didn't go very good. But Kerfloss, yeah. like, I like discovered him. I think it was through your podcast actually. Red. And I was like looking at just kind of like serendipitous. I was looking at his Instagram like posts mm-hmm. and he had started casting like micro machines. And I was like, holy crap. Cause you know how he like lays out his process. It was yeah. like, oh, this is how you do it. And then I like 
commented. I was like, dude, thank you so much for like posting this. I didn't I had no idea this is like a good starting step. And he actually like kind of reached out and like was like, hey, like really nice and was like helping me on how to cast Hot Wheels. Yeah. So I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm gonna do that at some some point. His uh have you seen his current plan? Yeah, he's making like a transformer or something. Bro, it's insane. <laughs> I saw his diagrams and like we've talked a little bit about um like he like he posted an article and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go read that. And it was about the ideation of the original, I think the original Transformers. I don't know. But the diagrams look so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> which is he an engineer or something? Uh, I would say uh this is this is probably a weird statement i don't know that he's an engineer but he's the the most pure and truest form of someone that i would call an artist like willing to do the process willing to make the mistakes willing to like not only do that but then share it all and then show everything yeah he's doing like a big service because there's so much so much there that yeah. you could you can i don't know you got to like learn somehow, but that definitely helps like curve the curve, the mistakes. Right. And he did like when he made his number two figure, that mm -hmm. like robot looking thing, that thing had been in the works for like 18 months and just yeah, slowly. Yeah. Like I'm pissed if I can't get a figure cranked out in a month. Yeah. Um, I'm like one of those people when I start something, it's like eats at me till I finish it. So I'm like, I just yeah. power through till I'm done pretty much. Yeah. Which I get, I, I dude, I get that so much. And then the hard part is like, I don't know about you. Tell me, this will be something like, tell me how many projects do you normally have going on in your head or like always out? Uh, like 40 in my 50? head. <laughs> I, I would maybe like yeah. maybe 20 or 30 in my head. Then I'll have like, I've kind of slowed down a little bit, but when I yeah. first started, I would have like, at least three going at a time like one was like starting one was kind of in the middle and then finishing up one but i've kind of slowed slowed my role pretty yeah pretty bad i just moved and like got my stuff set up so i'm like trying to play catch up but then just taking it easy too because i'm like yeah don't want to rush things you know yeah yeah man i that is what gets me down the most like i'll have one project that's it's like if I spend an hour, it'll be complete, but I'm already focusing on something else. And I'm like, yeah, oh, dang it. Yeah. Or I just like start hating something. I'll like look yep. at it too much. I'm like, uh, this looks stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it's like set it aside and I'll finish it. I've got, I'm looking at one right now. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you, did you finally get the cast and the molding of Hot Wheels? How'd that end up going? Not good. Okay. Not okay. Good. <laughs> what I is mean, the troubling I, I, part? Uh, it's just like with with casting anything or trying mm -hmm. to make like a mold of something is trying to figure out where you like when you find them. like yeah. this car like you know there's like a bunch of stuff hanging off so it's like where you're gonna put your vents how you're gonna connect stuff so you yeah. gotta kind of have a good first starting point and I think that's where I like messed up yeah I tried to bite off more than I could chew in the first one <laughs> I uh I, I, that is tough so. Uh, a good person to talk to if you ever get a chance. Oh, well, I mean, I do. There's a lot of people because of this podcast. This has been it's been cool. Um, yeah. Demarks Toys. He did all, so much of his casting before he ever had a pressure pot. 
and just learned how well to do vents and how to like mold certain things so that the air just flows out automatically. Yeah. I Good person to, to talk to. to. <laughs> He's from Texas too. I'm from Texas. Isn't he from Texas? Yeah, dude, drive right over there. Oh my God. Well, I'm in Ohio now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, there's a lot of artists that are really good. Um, Strafe is really good at molding and casting as well. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of people out there that these questions and these things, dude, you got people that will answer them. Oh, yeah. That's what's awesome. It's like everyone's super nice too. So if like, I feel like if anyone I've talked to so far has been like helpful and nice and things like that, but I'll get to it eventually. It's just like I'm trying to do other stuff. And yeah, that shit's expensive. Oh, yeah. So tell me, like, as you've been learning this process, uh, you, you get into toys, you're, you're learning this, and you've learned all these skills as you've gone. Are you implementing this? Are you in toy shows? How is that working? Are you, what are you doing with that? I just, I just do my thing. I don't really okay. do toy shows or anything like that. I don't know. It seems interesting to me, but I don't know if I want to make the effort to like go like set up all this stuff. And then I yeah. like, you would have to have so much like, I guess, art or product or whatever. It's just yeah. like, I make it and I give it to someone or I sell it really quickly or I just like keep it for myself or I'll send it to my friends and stuff. So I don't ever have enough on hand to be like, here's a table of my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's um it's something it's something crazy, right? Like uh to get even in like have you done um not even like not like conventions, but have you thought about doing the little toy shows that happen? I know yeah. behind the bootleg does a couple. Uh, I've done one you were in. It was the tiny tiny toy show. I did oh, one for that. Yeah, I did one for that and uh that was fun because it was like one thing I didn't have yeah. to, I don't do big runs like some of y'all do where I'm like the most I can do is like five. Cause I yeah. have a, I, I have a, like a really small pressure pot yeah. and no space. So it's like, I crank out one at a time and I was like, takes me like 10 days or something. Yeah. To get five done. That, dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you're, yeah. It's something else sometimes. So you, uh, I, I, I'm interested in that dynamic so much to do art for yourself. How did you get to that point? Um, I don't know. It's just always kind of how I've done things. It's like, I feel like if you're making stuff for other people, it's kind of uh, less joy, like less joyful for me. Yeah. It's like, and then sometimes I make stuff for people. Like my wife will be like, Hey, can you make me this? And I'll, I'll make yeah. it for her. But for the most part, I'll like get an idea and I want to make it. And it's just like, that's what makes me happy. So that's what I do. Because I feel like if I'm making stuff like commissions and things like scare me, I don't want to like yeah. be beholden to somebody for something. It's like, that isn't interesting. Yeah, like I, I struggle to get to that point. Um, and this is, hey, well, let's get vulnerable right now. You ready? <laughs> you you right, can go. now become the toys on tap therapist. Um. If I make stuff that only I want, I don't know the point. And I don't understand, like, that's just flawed logic. I fully, I'm aware of that. No, I, that's not, I mean, I get that too. Yeah. But like, uh, because I, I'm not a collector first and foremost, I, I have become one more so. Um, but when I got into this, my goal was to like make stuff and sell it. I started, I think I started flawed 
I wanted to make art and I thought that like success was to sell it. But I think success more looks like what you're doing. Like I make art because I like it and doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it just I guess it's just like perception. It's like yeah. if you're goal in art is to sell it then it's like make stuff people want right art's just to make stuff then just make what you want you know so like yeah but then it's the bonus on top if you're making stuff for yourself and other people like it then it's kind of like validating to an extent where it's like okay it's like not i'm not just i'm not crazy people like this too or they don't and then it's like oh shit (laughs) yeah nobody cares nobody cares and i have bad taste yeah and i you know i uh like making stuff that people buy when you look at like uh dk econ or designer con or stuff when we sell with dove um there's a good chance that you could hit something that everyone will buy if you hit like main things yeah um or you just make something that's so badass and you're like you're just so good that it also sells out so you've either got to be really good or you've got to be really in tune with what people want. And those yeah. are very difficult to be in. For sure. I don't know if it's like, there's only a few people that could just put something out and people are going to instantly be like, I'm going to get that. For sure. Yeah. Which when they do it, it's like, that's awesome. Like I know Killer does that. Healing Mage has done that. Um, there's a lot of artists that I follow that they'll put stuff out and it's like, like uh Kerfloss. I don't know if his bounty buddies are for sale yet or not. Yeah, I think he had a for sale when he was selling his uh, number two. Right, right, right. And like it's like those are incredible. Like those oh, they're awesome. Yeah. And so it's like that type of work is so off the charts that I, I couldn't ever imagine him holding on to product. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make I'll make five of something. I'm like, sell one. I'm like, well, I've got four more of these motherfuckers just sitting on yeah. my shelf. But it is what it is. It's fun. Anyway, yeah. that's like what I have to remind myself. It's like, oh, that's nobody liked it because you made it for yourself. And that's like, okay. Yeah. You know? Which is, I love that. I love that people do that kind of stuff. Um, And like holding on to product and knowing that you still, like you made it and you're like, that's mine. Like that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I messed up early on and I didn't, um, I don't know when you create, do you create one for yourself? And then like, if I'm like doing resin stuff, yeah. yeah. Like I'll, I'll cast, usually I'll, I'll keep the first cast just cause it's like, you know, flawed or if I have like clay, mm-hmm. I had to like attach something with, or it'll get stuck in the resin. So I'll usually keep that one cause it's like not perfect, but it's also like the first one. So yeah. it's like, Oh, that's special, you know, but uh, with my sculptures now I kept like my first few and then if people want them I give them to them or sell them or yeah I've got a few just because nobody wanted them <laughs> I messed up and I didn't do that and now those molds don't exist anymore and See, so that's sad. yeah and there's some that I'm like oh maybe I should make another mold no I don't want to sounds awful yeah so See, I don't like I don't like mold making that's like my I hate it it stresses yeah. me out I like pouring resin because it's like the excitement of seeing what you come out with the mold making is like stressful I'm like oh my god how's it yeah. gonna go wrong there's so much that can go wrong and I think with mold making um I was talking to barbarian rage at one point and he like I have a patience issue so for mold making I just want to pour it get the fastest one that sets 
same here. Yeah, but he takes his time and like makes sure that everything is gonna work before he does it. So there's definitely like, oh, no wonder like he's really good at what he does because he actually takes the time to care about it. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Like I'll pour not like that. I'll pour something. Yeah. I'm like when I crack into the pot and like mess with it. I'm like, yep. oh, it's only been four hours. I need to wait like another ten hours or something. It's like I've ruined so many molds and I've pulled so much stuff too early where I'm like the arms are all stretched out and everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, pulling things too early. That was my jam early on. And then trying to like push it back together. Yeah. (laughs) Like maybe I can just like squeeze it back together. Like, yeah. Oh, this looks good. No, never worked. So as you've learned all these skills, you've gotten through, um, what are the, what's the type of art that you're trying to focus on more at the moment? Um, I want to do more casting and like okay. mold making, but I think I'm still trying to focus on like my sculpting and just getting to where I can like, you know, make an original sculpture. Cause I've, I've sculpted something and like cast it, but I want to get, yeah you know, just like anybody, I want to make my own like three and three quarter, or maybe like my own TMNT figure and like fully sculpted by myself and then cast yeah. it myself. But that I feel like that's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh, what's stopping you? um myself okay <laughs> myself it's more or less just like you know that imposter syndrome like i have no idea what i'm doing or yeah. it's like just just doing it too because i'm like you know it's like being afraid of starting something because you're like already afraid you're gonna screw it up it's like yeah. you've already like just do it like what what's stopping you kind of thing yeah like that happens a lot that's and i think that that um that ace of clay episode he he's he's like just get clay and start like what are you waiting for? Dude, that it that's he's like a big reason why I started sculpting too. Cause it was like craftsman, kind of like when I started doing the search in, I was like, oh, how do I do this? He like was one of the first ones I saw like making uh like tutorials pretty much and this the way he does it. And then Ace of Clay kind of popped up. Yeah. And just his whole perspective of like just do it, you know, just have fun with it. It's like, hey, that you know, kind of gives you a guide and then it's like doing it on your own. So that do yeah. both of those people are yeah and then watching yeah watching people like them sculpt is insane there's there's a oh, couple yeah. of videos that i've seen them like this doesn't even seem real anymore like you guys just need to chill out but, it's just practice i think it's just doing it all the time because i've been at it for like two i think two years now two and a half years and i'm okay. like not great or anything but i've like definitely seen improvement so it's just like anything just fucking do it would you say Two years, okay, this is a good, here we go. Two years from now, that's right, like you're two years from when you started. Looking back, is there something that you would tell yourself, a piece of advice that you'd give yourself for when you first started? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably like don't put so much pressure on yourself. Just kind of go for it, even yeah. though I did go for it. But like, and don't be, I wish I would have like been posting stuff sooner, like got into like social media sooner, even though it's like, shitty because it's like oh i have to like keep up with the yeah the joneses or whatever it's like also awesome because it's like the community around just art in general for the most part like or this type of art it's like everyone's super supportive and like gives you tips and kind of helps you out so that would get get involved sooner with what i would say yeah absolutely so where are you headed that's a that's my one of my favorite questions let's say like three years out because you you seem like an artist to your core. 
So three years out, where are you headed? Are you going to do more casting? You want to stay in the sculpting area? Probably both. I'm going to, my main goal at this point, I think, is like probably sculpting an original piece and then okay. like making resin duplicates of that. Yeah. Or like hand, like the whole shebang, like sculpt it, cast it, paint it, and do like a series maybe of like yeah. five or 10, but all are, original. Are you. So I, I'm awful when it comes to like making an original, like I take pieces from all things to try to put those together. Um, mm -hmm. Are you willing to do that or are you more interested in sculpting from the ground up? Um, I do that. I do both. Like, okay. Let's see. I've got like a, like a little mushroom man. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's rad. And like uh, most of that sculpted, but I took the arms and legs from something and sculpted on top of it and then cast yeah. it. But I do that sometimes, but the my goal is to like all 100% mine. Okay. Rad. I love there. that. So as we, we start to come to the, the end of this episode, what is or where uh, can we find you? Like plug everything you got going on, other interviews, if you've got to plug everything. Um, yeah, I don't have any podcasts, uh, Instagram, <laughs> Ranbokiss, R-A-N-B-O-W-K-I-S-S. -S. Don't have a store. If you want something, hit me up. I'll sell you whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I love that. Um, I was on Behind the Bootleg a few months ago. They're nice. pretty cool folks. Talk to Geezer. He's cool. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really have much to plug other than just my Instagram. Other than much. to stay tuned because you got rad sculpting skills coming more stuff coming i'm yeah. always working on stuff yeah i'm stoked because it seems like you have the dedication to want to learn the skill oh that's like my main thing it's like i want like i just want to be as much as i can learn that's all i like i just want to take in as much as i can yeah try to implement it but it's a slow process it takes a long time which dude impart that wisdom on as many people as possible including myself like i don't have that mindset it takes time and it's like i'm i'm uh, i'm the same way like i want to be the best at something automatically but yeah it, it's a struggle but it's also like grat gratifying like finishing something you're like oh shit i made this this is like something that i did on my own you yeah know? rad 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 hey thanks for making this work thanks for having me it was awesome i've been listening for a while Toys on Tap. Next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on Tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on Tap. Awesome.